Hello, Miss Fonza, how are you? Hello, can you hear me? I can. I oh, can. Beautiful. There you go. Thank you look beautiful in your red. I am just pulling up a couple of things that we will need for this call. I hope you are doing well. I'm going to wait just a couple minutes to see if anyone else will join us, but if not, that's okay. Just hold on one moment. I have a call I need to take. Okay, and then we'll pray in, okay? It looks like it's us, so let's uh, begin with the prayer. And I place my hand on my heart and invite you to do the same. And with that breath, I just allow myself to feel the ground beneath my feet, the chair that I'm sitting in, and allow any and all emotions to move through my body, knowing that they're simply there and I need to do nothing about them. And in the second breath, I offer up such love and such gratitude for this present moment and allowing ourselves the gift of being here fully 
of releasing everything that came before and allowing all that is to come. And on that third breath, I just remember that as I breathe, spirit breathes me and is here and present, surrounding and filling us. So grateful and so thankful to be the two or more gathered in the name and nature of love. Grateful and thankful for technology, which allows us to transcend time and place and join together across countries and across the globe to remember that we are one heart and one mind and one spirit. We offer up our conversation, any insights, and all healing to come to us with ease and grace. And we bless those here and those who will listen later. We offer up any and all obstacles to the flow of love and instead choose to be rooted in the peace of God, remembering that we are light and extensions of the beloved. We allow all healing, all insight, and all joy to be shared with everyone, remembering we are one. With grace and gratitude, we allow it to be, and so it is. Amen. And so it is. Amen. So, how are you, my dear? I feel better. Um, I am, you know, just doing like you told me, just a small snap not trying to do too many things. So I um, I haven't yet done my bio because uh, I didn't, I have resistance to it. So I say, okay, that's the right timing. <laughs> it will be done. Yeah. So I began to join uh, Angela for the Freedom Posse and Megan also. But uh, she will offer some training, but it will be very late at night for me. So I, I hope that it will be recorded so that I can listen to it later. And, it will uh, definitely be recorded and sent out after the session. So you'll oh. have that opportunity. Yes, thank you, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, um, I began by uh, just writing what happened to me to have my journal, you know. So I could see that where there is some uh, judgment, self judgment even self-hatred. And uh, I said to myself, okay, you couldn't do that. Don't judge yourself. It's, it's in the past. Now, what would you like to do? Yeah, so it was very helpful. And uh, taking the whole workbook, I just began by reading 
at least a prayer for Path Nuinga. And uh, it helped me. And I could listen to, you know, the class on MLC2 about, uh, it was done about Ho'oponopono. Mm -hmm. And wow, I, for the first time, I understand properly what Ho'oponopono is for. I didn't know, may I ask you a question anyway? Uh, the inner child. What's the inner child? Is it the true self? Is it the ego? Is it something else? Um, in the meditation by Yulen, he said that the subconscious is the inner child. But it didn't happen that much. <laughs> so I, I am asking you the question, who is this inner child? Because if I don't understand it, understand who the inner child is, even if when I do oponopono, I am turning to my true self. I said, maybe it's not right. I don't have to address my true self. So who is this inner child, please, Harapa? Well, I can tell you my understanding. Yeah. But I'll also mention that Dina does a lot of inner child work. And so she will be a great resource as well um, to, you know, even simply post that question in the okay. WhatsApp chat, because I know she has a lot to offer around that. Um, that's a focus in her counseling. And she's done a lot of work um, with the inner child and has found a lot of success mm. um, and a lot of growth and transformation working in that way. And then how do you spell Dina? D-E-A-N-A or D-I-N-A? Nope. Correct the first time. D-E-A-N-A. -A. Yes. Yeah. And she's in our WhatsApp group. So if you look in our WhatsApp group, you can either uh, click on group info and message her directly. Or you can just find a post that she has written and click on it. And it will give you the option to reply privately or just in the group. Okay. Uh, in which WhatsApp? I have many WhatsApp. Yes, we all do. In the spiritual counseling WhatsApp group. Okay. Wow, thank you so much. Oh, no worries. So I have done the uh, Hugh Lin uh, inner child meditation as well. And I think it also works really well with, <clears throat> excuse me, the 
The material from Dr. David R. Hawkins in the book Healing and Recovery and how I have sort of put it all together for myself is this, that the inner child is that which is within us that feels that feels, that's the first thing, you know, that feels, but also is what carries a lot of the wounding that we have experienced within ourselves. It is the part of us that is crying for, for love. And so Yes, it could be considered ego, but even more, um, I, I look at it as a way of tapping into our subconscious about where healing is uh, an opportunity for us. It, to me, it's a guide for where we can uh, begin to love ourselves and address the past and the wounds that we carry. In the Hewlin model, um, you know, we are, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's called Zero Limits. And as I understand the model, it is that we are our true self, which is at zero innocent, um, lacking nothing, needing nothing. And that over time, we've built upon it all of these things. And so Ho'oponopono is a way to begin to clear those things that we've put upon our true self to achieve back, to go back to the zero state. And in the zero state, we know our oneness with source. We know that we are filled with love and light. And we know that uh, we are part of that. We are the beloved of the beloved. Dr. Hawkins also talks about it like we are um, a computer that the computer itself works really well, but we've been putting in software to run the computer that has viruses. And then we begin to believe that there's something wrong with the computer when it's actually the software that we've been running and the viruses in that software. And so the computer itself, which represents us, is innocent, is open, is pure, and it's a matter of changing the software that we're running and clearing it of the viruses which are causing 
the the problems, the lack, the challenges. Um, and so I think both of those things uh, speak very well to uh, A Course in Miracles and this idea that in our minds that there are obstacles to the flow of love rather than that being the actual reality of it. And it speaks to our true self being that innocent, pure computer or being that innocent, pure zero state. Wow. Yes. Very helpful. Mm. And so one approach in the meditation that Dr. Yulin does is, is, is almost a forgiveness process for mm. ourselves. And it's speaking to that subconscious, that inner child, that, that portion of the ego, I think, that we can relate to with compassion and understanding rather than it being sort of against us or the problem because we can recognize then that it's a cry for love. It, it's a cry for, for something more. And in that meditation, we are reaching that portion of us that is crying for love and saying, I hear you, I see you, I'm sorry. You know, um, we've been running, you've been running, you've been asking, and now here as the adult, we can begin to dismantle some of these ideas and wounds that we have been carrying around believing to be true. Wow. Oof. Wow. Yes. Very important. Very important. And if I understand properly what you said, when I feel, um, let's see, anger or uh, sad or any suffering anyway, that's, uh, I call it the virus on the computer. <laughs> the virus in our system that yes. is, you know, the block, the obstacle. That to the floor keep, of health. Yeah, to keep us from seeing the truth. Uh, so when I say, I see you, I hear you, it's to my hmm, software. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is to, it's to that inner child or to the actual computer, right? Which oh, is yeah. self saying, I see the truth. I see, yeah, seem, things seem to be 
upset and not working and not right and lacking, but it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. You are pure and you are innocent. It is simply that we are running beliefs, i.e. software, that is infected with all of these things like lack and fear and uh, those things gen- generate anger and sadness and depression, right? So when the moment I feel that it begins by a small irritation, <laughs> Then an anger. So I just remember that it's a cry for love. In that case, my true self is innocent. That cry for love is uh, that true self, which is saying, hey, you are putting more virus in front of me. Is that true? Yeah. That's why I have to say, oh, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, Forgive me for believing. Yes. You know, I'm sorry. And, And it's also the thank you, right? It's the thank you for being, you know, what, Jennifer would call our divine alarm clock. You know, it's the, okay, there's an upset, which indicates there's a false belief. There's a virus in the system. And so thank you for that, for alerting me in whatever way and shape or form it comes up, anger, sadness, irritation, you know, depression. Thank you. I'm sorry, please forgive me because it's not true. I love you. Yeah, yes. Now I, um, thank you, you gave me a very beautiful image. I could understand the viruses, exactly. Yeah, so it's really right. It's all about changing our minds. And I I don't believe that it's easy. While mm. it sounds simple, simple and easy are not equivalent in my experience. Yes, it's simple, very simple. But the virus make it so difficult. So it's not easy. But it's a training. Yes. Yes? I compared it like a muscle. If I want to have a muscle, it won't be strong in one day. Yes. So the the most important thing, and you know, like, uh, how cold is that in, uh, in English? Is that correct? A maze? Do you know what a maze is? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a way you are trying to find your way. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
when you are in a maze, you don't know where to go. You try this. Oh, it's a dead end. Okay. I don't want to go there anymore. I will come back. Let's try this one. And oh, another dead end. I go with this one. Oh, yes, this is the right one. <laughs> exactly. And the course tells us that everything will be a dead end until, oh. yes. unless we work with spirit to be shown and everything this is part of the seek first the kingdom and all else will be added unto you and I love that that was my bible verse for this morning could you repeat Um, that sure first the kingdom kingdom within um yeah seek first the kingdom And, And, and what's the kingdom is that the inner child, the true self, or the kingdom is all? Um, so I, I'm speaking now from the Bible, and yeah. so the kingdom represents our inheritance, um, our sovereignty with God, which is everything, right? It's all. Um, so, so Matthew 6.33 says, seek the kingdom. God in his kingdom, the kingdom. And his righteousness. And in my own translation, from a course perspective, I've really moved from seeing the words righteousness in the Bible to right-mindedness, which is aligned with the will and mind of God. Oh, God. Wow. Well, you said the, the right right. It's nice. Yeah. Until you arrive to the right mindedness. Yeah. Which is aligned with the will and the vibration of God. I, I, I don't yeah. know the name. The will and the mind of God, right? Oh, yes. With the will and the mind. Of course. Um, I'm sorry, Araba. What's the difference between righteousness and right-mindedness? I didn't understand properly. Oh, no. So a lot of what I have read in the Bible and uh, experience seems to me that there is judgment, that you're right and righteous, Mm. or you're evil and bad. So it's this dichotomy of good and bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in the course, uh, I've come to understand rather than good and bad, 
what we're really talking about is aligning our minds and training our minds in love and moving away from judging good and bad because as Jesus says we can't know that we can't see through time and space to know what really is good or bad we don't know the whole plan of salvation Mm -hmm. and so our practice is continuing to trust that it's all for our highest and best and being willing to see and know the will and mind of God. So to me, right-mindedness means there's not a judgment that it's good or bad, but simply aligning with love God's will and what um, what 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 spirit guides us because spirit is always guiding us to the will and the mind of God for our own knowing if we were if I am able to listen (laughs) yes if we listen and Part of listening is, I think, a beginning step is one being aware that we don't feel aligned and that is upset, that's frustration, that's anger, and two, that there must be another way or another way of looking at it. And we can ask spirit for that change in perspective, for that guidance, for the way to see from the eyes of Christ, God, Spirit, whichever words resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Very good. Yeah. I like what you said. You told me everything is a dead end until we work with the Holy Spirit. That's very good because, uh, you know, I usually forget. We are too. <laughs> this Just is why. To say, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. That Holy Spirit is just waiting. Hey. I am here. Ask me. Holy Spirit, the angels, ascended masters, you know, ancestors. We have so many who are available to us, but it takes practice to ask Mm. and to hear and to connect. And that's what we're doing. Yes. It's, in one word, I can see it's surrender totally. Mm, Like a baby, you know? A baby doesn't... (laughs) It's just, 
Chiroyam. Hello. Coucou. <laughs> it is. And um, a course also says that we have an authority problem, uh, meaning we don't want to do that. You know, most of us are convinced that we know the right way, yes. the oh, way yes. things should be and how it should look. And as long as we are in that frame of mind, we will never know and feel and see with Christ's vision and know God's will. You know, at the beginning of um, Masterful Living, when I joined for the first time, Jennifer, I said, oh, I'm not judging. I'm never judging. Then I realized that I was judging. And I was very proud. I am able to see I am judging. I am not judging, judging anymore. But lately, you know, I don't like to see, to see the movie on TV because here in France, there are always murderer and uh, okay, I don't like that. And uh, even when I look at um, a competition, a tennis man, you know, even if he missed uh, a ball, I was judging. <laughs> I said, what's the matter? I was just watching and I am judging him. Because he missed the ball. Wow, I am still judging. So, you know, even when I look at, uh, at uh, children playing in a playground, sometimes I like to go in the, in the national park, in nature, and I see children. They are playing together, and very young child is already telling to her um, how can I say that? Older, older sister. That's mine. It's not for you. And I was judging her. I said to myself, but she's so young. Who told her that Diego is there? That's me. I'm mine. Not for you. She, she's, she was maybe two years old. And I was judging her. <laughs> you know, so quick. I thought I never judged, but I am still judging, judging. And yeah. I, I asked, who told this girl that this is for me, not for you? She's so young. Is it within us very quickly? Wow. Yeah. Um, my experience in your parent and a grandparent is that it's even less about what we say, but how we model. And we're very uh, quick to separate, to encourage separation, mm. to encourage lack, that you know, mine and that mm -hmm. ownership. And if I don't have mind, that means lack. Um, so 
there are so many ways that I have noticed uh, that the nature of children is to be open and sharing and communal Mm -hmm. and very quickly they learn about separation and lack because of having, um, having rather than being, being Mm. important, you know. Um, And some of that, yeah, I think we all come in with, right? This is not our first go around. (laughs) And so we also are coming in with, Things that we are incarnated here to heal. But if you look at the stages of child development, the development of a self-identity self, and age two is really where they talk about it. Mine is the number one word. Um mine, 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 and no, (laughs) are the two words, no, (laughs) no, and mine, and, you know, a lot of that is learned, a lot of that is learned, and so, it's, but I, I, I I was wondering, how can we teach them to let go of that, that, those two words, mine and no, <laughs> instead of sharing and being happy and being thankful, you know? That's yeah. Strange. Yes. If you told them, never told them, you have to share, they will say never, no. Like you said, no. You said no. So part of it is that we say no a lot as parents. Yes. Um, and what I discovered is if you would like to understand the messages that you are giving your child, mm-hmm. watch them play with other children. Because they will say and do the things that you are reflecting to them. So I can, you know, I remember hearing my three-year-old daughter being quite bossy and quite this. And I realized, oh, I know where she got that from, you know. You have to do this and you have to do that. And this is how it's supposed to be. And, oh, and yes. it, it's actually, they are playing and reflecting back to us. Yes, yes that's right. They see. Mm-hmm. And it's not just us personally as parents. It's all the people that they interact with. It is the media, it is, it is all of those things. So 
you have a good question. How do we shift that? And um, I am very interested in that. And I do think there are some resources, but one of the one of the things that I think everybody wants to know is that they are simply loved. They are loved not because of what they do or don't do, that if they act a certain way, that means withholding love or attention or affection. They want to know that there is benefit um, in being open, that that's safe, and that sharing doesn't mean loss. And most of us adults don't believe any of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. You know, I remember when I was playing with my brother when I was young, he had, uh, my parents bought him, uh, I don't know how to call it, you know? Mm -hmm. How do you call that? I don't know, like a gun, a toy yeah, gun. Yeah, like a gun, you know? And at the bottom of the gun, there is a... Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I wanted to play with that. And my brother just said, don't touch it. I was very sad. I was very sad in my... I went in a place and uh, I was sad. I didn't want to play. And one day he asked me, uh, would you like to do this or that? And I told him, no. <laughs> I was very mean <laughs> because I remember that he didn't want me to touch. How can you be open? How can you tell children to be open when they experience that rejection from their own brother or sister? So that's the question, and that is part of how we are thinking with our human minds about how things work and making meaning from the actions of others. So in young children, it can be difficult to, to, to have sort of the, this a, a logical sort of working through, but one of the ways that I have tried to um, work in my own family is to have pretty open discussions about things, about the feelings that are coming up and why and what they mean um, and allow the other person to explain or to, to give their point of view too, right? Mm -hmm. So that as much as possible, um, we can understand our concerns and our positions and then we don't have to make things up. Now, it may not be that we agree with them and we can still feel some kind of way, 
but there begins to have an open communication about how my actions or your actions affect me, but I begin to also take responsibility for how I feel, not what you did, but how I feel and the way we can use language to do that. When you said I couldn't play touch that, it made me feel X, Y, and Z, right? Mm -hmm. And so then it's not blame or you did this to me. Um, So this is one of the things I was uh, teaching in my parenting class is this idea of we can always take responsibility for how we react to an act. And then that's where that awareness comes in. It also allows the awareness for the other person. And we cannot control how they will, Mm -hmm. if they will take responsibility or if they will react. But we can begin that loving process for ourselves. Wow. Yes. Yes, I understand better. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are right. It's um, um, it's a training. Yes. Yeah. It's how will I respond? I am responsible for what I see, for what I hear, for what I feel, etc. If I can remember that, I think that will very be helpful and uh, if I can guide others yes a good guidance yeah I think that's a start and I can say that there are things that make it more difficult to respond lovingly (laughs) and to be open to that I've been experiencing that this whole week with a lot of intensity and a lot of reactivity and making meaning and feeling and, you know, um, and, and that's part of that inner child that is like, nobody listens to what I say. Nobody (laughs) values what I have to say. It's not even worth it. Why do I bother? You know, the, that kind of conversation or, I'm a failure, like noticing the way we are talking to ourselves Mm -hmm. in our head um, is a really important thing. Yes. Uh, And a lot of children that I have seen in my experience, I can only speak to that don't necessarily feel that it's safe to share those things. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so creating an atmosphere where those things can be shared and maybe it's not in the moment, but it, 
that's something that at least, you know, I, I really try not to let go for too long in my family. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, modeling. I lose my temper. I have tenter tantrums. <laughs> I get angry. Uh, and I allow myself space, recognize it. And then I go ask forgiveness, you know. And there, in my own experience growing up, that never happened. There is no adult who would come and apologize to me and say, I'm sorry I lost my temper. This wasn't about you, Um, you know, or this thing brought up a concern or worry that I'm having about some things that I'm seeing, but you are not responsible for my own Mm -hmm. response. And when we begin to model that, that changes how our children can show up. And I see it more and more and more. I've seen it. It's not easy to be a a child. Not easy to be an adult. (laughs) (laughs) It's even more difficult, I think. Well, I think part of it is also that we're carrying that inner child with us. Yes. And so we're trying to be an adult and that inner child is still with us with all their hurts and wounds. And, yeah. yes. and they keep getting triggered until we heal them. Yeah. So, so thank you very much for that inner child. Yes. No, I understand better yes all words have their importance when you understand who's the inner child and what the truth is otherwise you know it's just a word and what I know to be true is that we can hear something so many times and think we get it And yet we don't because we demonstrate that in our lives. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Until it's just said in a way or we're heard and it really, then we get that knowing. And that knowing is like, it's not here. It's here. Yes, it's here. Like Jennifer said, love is a healer. Yes. Love is a healer. But I have to to go deep inside of me and, like you said, seek the kingdom first. And all else will be added unto you. Unto you, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not truly joyful, that's because you've made the wrong decision. But you really? make a choice so you can choose again. Anyway, if you Isn't allow that? the spirit. I have all the words, but now I understand better where is the wrong decision, you know? 
Now, it's not just a, I put this here instead of there. The wrong decision is the way, like you said, my responsibility. How do I respond to what I feel, to what I see, to what I hear? And my decision is to be aligned, like you say, to the will of God. Because everything is a gift. Everything is a gift. And I am only here to be truly helpful. Yes. And to be helpful, I will be helpful to me first, to my inner child. To tell my inner child, I love you. I don't want to put virus on you anymore. Yeah, right. Then that meditation, he's like, I'm sorry. Yes. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. He's like, I know you've been carrying all of this. And and we can begin to let it go. Yeah. Yes. Deep. Deep. Yeah. And one of the things, at least I know for me, I recognize the more I do this work, the more I see the judgments that I'm making. Exactly. So it's not that there are more judgments, right? It's Well, this is a realization I had, and it may not be other people's experience, but in my experience, I've noticed that there are periods where I'm seeing, I'm judging everything and everyone, and especially myself. And just as Jennifer says, all forgiveness is self-forgiveness and judgment is really Mm -hmm. self-judgment. What I know to be true is that as we are doing this work, we become more attuned to when we are not experiencing the fullness of our spiritual qualities of our true self. We become more sensitive and attuned to it. We no longer think it's normal to be irritated, angry, those things, right? And so we're recognizing it more and more, um, which is to say that that is also our opportunity to strengthen our practice. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, I am seeing that I'm judging more and more. I said, but how come that? I was supposed to train myself, and now I am re- judging. I'm judging everything. And uh, wow, what's the problem? <laughs> there is yeah, no so, problem. That's ah, <laughs> ah, exactly right. Um, no problem. I, there is no problem. Stop. I stop it. I make the sign. Stop. <laughs> right, right. Dead end. No. Dead end. No more. Dead end. Dead end. Choose yeah. again. Choose again. Yeah, we could think 
oh, when I do my bio, then it'll be better. Oh, when I have enough money, then it'll be better. Oh, when I meet my partner, then it'll be better. When I, all dead ends. There are all dead ends. All dead ends. Many dead ends in my maze. (laughs) In everyone's maze. Until we come to the place where we decide there, there so really only, yes, there's really only one path and it can take a lifetime for us to, um, to really recognize that, but not even to recognize that because I think many of us in our community and many of us spiritual counselors, we recognize that and we kind of know it and yet we're still practicing living that in every moment you say maybe not all life we are in a maze we could that's my feeling as you said we will always be I wrote that <laughs> in the bed and until we work with Holy Spirit. Imagine, we work with Holy Spirit. We are moving above the battleground. So we can see the maze and say, hey, no, they're not this way. Here is the way out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Thank you. I forgot Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. I love this discussion that we had. And I, I, I know it was not about the affiliate program, which is fine, because next month, yeah, next month is there too. And I will make a post. So if anyone oh, is yeah. interested in doing that, I am happy to just send out the information or work with them. Uh, we have another community call coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but I really appreciate that what's coming up for people is what we, we're here to support each other with. And I have to say that this week I've made a lot of apologies. I feel like I've had to apologize a lot this week. So there's been congratulations. Uh, yes, right. And it it doesn't feel good, but I know that I would 100% wish to apologize, forgive and heal because relationships are very important yes. to me. I do not wish for things to fester and grow and to be left unsaid uh, because the experiences that I've had in my life, that when those things are unsaid, that that creates greater and greater rifts between people that then feel insurmountable. And as I've been apologizing and being willing to let go of my upset and it hasn't been immediate. (laughs) Um, I begin to receive, I've received so many really loving, 
input and messages from people that were unexpected and it just helped reinforce to me that this is really the way because as I'm willing to give love to myself through forgiveness, offer up heartfelt apologies uh, that I'm removing the blocks to receiving more love as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's my wish for you. Thank you. And I'm so grateful for this conversation. Um, I think sometimes there's a perception that I live in peace and that I'm this and that, and that's not true. (laughs) At least not true all of the time, and I experience it. Uh, So we can present ourselves a particular way, and that may not be a person's personal experience. And so I think it's always important to remember that we actually never know what is really going on inside of someone. And so what comes out is often not a reflection of us, but Mm. of what is going on inside of another person and that's easy to forget but um it's an important lesson that I feel I've been given the opportunity to have reinforced all week long (laughs) (laughs) yeah you are so radiant okay thank you We are all radiant when we, we are all radiant. That is definitely true. Um, and thankfully, we can reflect that to each other. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, just one question again, the last one. Uh, what, how is this um, community call supposed to be done? In terms what of were we supposed, what were you supposed to do today? So the community calls are open for any and all topics, issues that counselors wish to bring. And it was really designed to support the counselors as you're working with clients and things come up to have discussions. Mm -hmm. I have found that we were not getting a very good attendance And so the idea was brought forth that if there were a topic that were people had of interest, that I would um, mention it so that people could make decisions if they would like to attend and or specifically listen to the replay to either get a question answered or to learn more about it. Yeah. This morning or yesterday, I posted that the upcoming Finding Freedom uh, and in the fall for Masterful Living, that the spiritual counselors have an affiliate link program, which means 
when you belong to this program, you have the opportunity to be an affiliate of Jennifer's so that if you bring clients into the ministry, if one of your clients or someone you know um, would like to take Finding Freedom or Masterful Living, you have a specific link where you have to sign up for the program. You have a specific link. And if they enroll through your link, you receive half of the cost that they paid. You earn that money plus a small fee, administrative fee that they take out. So basically, if one of your client's friend's family uses your link to sign up for Finding Freedom and the cost is $1,000, you would then receive directly after every after they've paid, um, uh, that you would receive the the income, the half of that income back to you, so you could have as income and you could use to support your own, you know, programs and purchases. And so, it's a very generous program. We need to register for it. And then we can, and that was the process I was going to show people if they were interested. And um, once you set that up, as we have Masterful Living enrollment beginning, as right now we're enrolling for Finding Freedom. So every time we have those two programs, at least, uh, there's an opportunity for people to share information about that and say, hey, here's a link to register and you can earn money that way. Thank you, Eva. Thank you for the time you granted me. Oh, this is our time as a community. And Linda was intending to join us and she ended up having a meeting. So I'm grateful that you were here and I hope that others will listen to the recording and also receive uh, benefits. And again, if anyone is interested, like I said, in enrolling in the affiliate program. I'm happy to show them and to help them do it. It's it's fairly easy. So uh, just another benefit of being in the spiritual counseling program. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're a little bit over time. So um, I'm willing to make efforts. <laughs> would you like to sign up? Wow. You don't have you don't have to sign up now and it's always open to you whenever you'd like. So what um, do you mean by signing up? So you have to register with the ministry as a partner and uh-huh. then it, it creates a profile. So then um 
the class that you would like to share information about, in this case, it was Finding Freedom, um, that link gets generated in your dashboard, in your profile, and then you can share it with people so that mm. if they register that way, then you will automatically, you don't have to do anything, you will automatically receive the money um, once everything is paid for and processed. Wow. Okay. But it's open whenever. Um, yeah. yeah. Even if you're certified and you'd like to then join, you can. Uh, okay. think for many people, they are still building clients and client lists and anyone who's already affiliated with the ministry doesn't count towards that. So it really is meant to be your own clients who then may, or friends or family who may choose to enroll in some of our programs. Okay. Okay. All right. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, wow, already. Yes. So, how about you close us with a prayer? Mm. Okay. Let's close our eyes. And be still for a while. Taking that holy breath of love and gratitude. We are so grateful. We are so grateful for having this opportunity to join together for this um, community call for having shared everything that needs to be shared. And uh, we are so grateful that the higher Holy Spirit self was were there just to to guide us and to protect us. And we are so grateful that uh, we could deepen the understanding of all of those uh, classes, especially about the inner child. And uh, it was so wonderful to have Araba with me. And uh, the presence of the invisible power of the heaven. We are so willing to do our best to truly align with the will of God, to heal our inner child, to heal our false beliefs to let go of them 
And we are so grateful to share our love, our gratitude, our joy, our healing and expansion with everyone because we are one with them. With ease and grace, we know it's done. And we are so grateful. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Araba. Beautiful prayer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You are so kind. (laughs) Uh, You'll have to ask my 13-year-old son. (laughs) Uh, But thank you very much for the compliment. I appreciate you. So have a beautiful, wonderful weekend. And thank you. Yeah, same to you. Have a beautiful and amazing weekend. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. I love you too. Love you. Mm -hmm.